Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheidt. Hey, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us. Eagles on the Hill. Search for us on YouTube and hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner so you can subscribe, be up to date with all the podcasts that come out. You can also, of course, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us as we follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today, we're going to do another one in our periodic series of travels to Israel, pilgrimages to Israel. This one, the pinnacle of a pilgrimage to Israel, the tomb of Jesus. I um, I have a surprise for you. It may not be a surprise for you. The tomb is empty. <laughs> Christ is risen, and he is not there. But it is uh, a wonder to see where the resurrection took place. And we know with a high degree of certainty, actually, where Jesus was buried. And um, I would say 9.5 out of 10, maybe 95% chance that we know exactly where it was that Jesus was buried. So, uh, and of course, he's not there. So that's an exciting uh, piece of that. But what I want to share with you today is how the burial took place because Jesus, the burial customs in that day were much different than the burial customs that we have today here in the United States. You uh, either get cremated and put in an urn or you get buried in a box about six feet underground. That was not how they did it back then. In fact, the burial process at the time of Jesus was a process that only existed for about 100 years, as far as we know from history, as far as we can tell from the way bodies were buried, only existed for about 100 years, and it was perfectly suited to what was about to happen with Jesus as he was taken off the cross, buried, and then three days later raised to life. So I want to show you that. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see pictures here of different uh, illustrations, drawings, and actual places in Israel. If you're listening online, we'll try to describe it for you uh, as best we can if you're listening in some other way that's just audio. So uh, first, we want to show you uh, what's called secondary burial. That was the burial practice at the time of Jesus. And what happened was, when someone died, their body would be wrapped in a shroud of linen or some other material, and it would be laid on a, sh it would be uh, uh, put in a cave, you might call it. And inside of this burial cave, there would be a number of shelves around the sides of the burial cave. And then behind the shelves, a number of slots where boxes could be put. So the, the, uh, the benches around the cave were called uh, arcosolia, and a person would be wrapped up, laid out on one of these benches, these arcosolia, and they would be laid there for up to a year, no longer than a year, sometimes a few months, sometimes longer until the body decayed. Once there was only bones left, then those bones would be gathered together, secondarily, secondary burial, if you will, the second time a person was buried. Those bones would be gathered together, and they would be put in burial vaults called kokim plural, kokim. So you see that in this picture, lots of these vaults around uh, this tomb complex. And they would the, the bones would be gathered into stone ossuaries and put, or boxes, and put into these vaults, and that's where they would stay. Then the bench would be freed up for the next person to be laid out, decay, 
bones then put in boxes. Oftentimes, families would have one box, and so the bones then would be all intermingled within one box. So then a number of families could share a particular burial uh, spot or burial cave, if you will. So you'll recall with Jesus' burial that he was buried in a, a tomb in which, quote, no one had ever been laid. So it was a brand new tomb. No one had ever been laid out on the benches of that tomb. Jesus' body was wrapped in a shroud. I actually have come to believe that the Shroud of Turin could very well be that shroud. That's a topic maybe for another podcast. But in any case, Jesus was wrapped up in this shroud and placed on the bench. And then the stone was rolled in front of the tomb and the people left. Um, and of course, if you remember the account, the women were watching all of this and they came back on Easter morning to find the stone had been not just rolled away, but moved away from the entrance of the tomb. So let's take a look here at um, actually a uh, real, well, not live, <laughs> it's dead, but a real tomb complex that still exists from the first century in Jerusalem. This tomb complex is in the middle of a uh, Orthodox park where uh, families go and play, but this tomb complex is there. It's normally locked, but one of the times that uh, we've been to Israel, the tomb complex, the, the uh, lock was off, and so we were able to get inside this tomb complex. It's called the Sanhedrin Tombs. It has nothing to do with the Sanhedrin. It's just that there was a lot of benches and a lot of vaults in this, uh, a lot of kokim in this uh, burial complex. And so if you're watching online, you'll see it looks the, uh, the same as what the illustration was, because that's how first century burial complexes looked. Jesus' tomb was likely much smaller than this. Um, it would be hard for me to believe that there was a tomb complex with about 50 uh, of these vaults or these kokim in it because uh, that would have been um, rare then for that tomb complex to have not have been used. I would imagine Jesus's uh, tomb was much smaller with only a bench or two or three and a couple of vaults in his uh, tomb complex. Of course, Jesus never made it into the, into the uh, burial box because he was raised after three days. Here's another illustration of that, and it shows a tomb complex that's been discovered a Roman tomb complex that's been discovered in the country of Jordan. And so you'll see in this particular case, I have this on the screen to show you what a uh, rolling stone tomb complex would look like, because of course Jesus was buried with a rolling stone rolled in front of the tomb. You could either have a rolling stone or other mechanisms to close off the tomb from robbers or from animals that might get in and desecrate the body. In Jesus' case, it was a rolling stone. So here's how that would have looked. Here's how that tomb actually appears in the country of Jordan uh, from the first century. And you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, the rolling stone that would be rolled in front of the entrance of that tomb, thus protecting the bodies inside. So when Jesus, on the third day, was raised to life by God the Father, uh, you'll recall the account, the angels came down, the earth shook, the stone literally, the Gospel of John says, was moved away from the tomb, not just rolled up the channel, but moved away from the tomb. The angels were sitting on the stone as the women got there. The guards became like dead men because they were so afraid of what was happening. And then they, according to the Gospel of Matthew, ran off and told the Jewish priests what had happened. They were paid a large sum of money to make up a different story, of course. In any case, 
Then you'll see, actually, if you see online, you'll see that you have to duck down to get into a lot of these tombs. The one that we're showing you on YouTube actually is one like that. And so Peter and John ran to the tomb. They had to, the scripture says, duck down to get in there. Once they stepped into the tomb, they saw that the shroud was laying there on the bench, but nothing was in it. And the burial cloth around Jesus' head was also folded up. I love how Jesus made his bed before he left, folded up the burial cloth around his head, and was sitting also beside it. Peter and John then leave the tomb and go out and uh, are wondering what in the world happened, and they begin to believe. So finally, here's a picture of what Jesus' tomb looks like today. Now, actually, this is not Jesus' tomb in the sense this is called the Edicule. It's a gorgeous Orthodox structure built over the top of Jesus' tomb. So what they did was they carved away the walls of Jesus' tomb. They left the burial bench there. So that's all that remains is the burial bench. And then they built this ornate structure over top of it called the Edicule. And this is then inside the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. It was outside the walls of the city in Jesus' day, but now today the walls are different and it's inside the city walls, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And here's how that appears. So you uh, you go to Jesus' tomb and you uh, wait typically in this long line. Um, usually if you can wait for only an hour, you're doing great. You get inside the entrance there and there is the slab on which Jesus laid. It's actually, you can't see the slab itself, there's a marble slab about six inches or so on top of the slab where Jesus laid. And so that's as close as you can get is that marble slab. Jesus, of course, didn't spend a lot of time there. He left pretty quickly and uh, rose from the dead. So that's exciting. You you walk in there, you get to stay for about 15 seconds. And uh, while you're there, there's a priest in there that yells at you, tells you not to take pictures, tells you to hurry up, and out you go on the other side. It's not a real devotional experience. What really is kind of uh, pretty neat and pretty devotional is just behind this uh, edicule, as you go out the door, there is a uh, set of tombs. There's a, there's a tomb that's um, part of the same uh, cave complex in which Jesus was buried that was discovered uh, a little while ago as uh, the fi a fire happened and um, the walls of this tomb were exposed. So you can go down in there. It's kind of hard to get in there. You you kind of get down in there, and you can actually see what the tomb of Jesus would have looked like uh, in its original form without all the, the edicule all around it. So it's kind of cool to go see that. So hope that encourages you in your faith. We want to encourage you to be uh, writing us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. All one word, no spaces, dots, dashes, underscores, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, questions, concerns, ideas you might have for future podcasts, uh, Bible verses, topics you'd like us to talk about. We'd be glad to uh, take those requests. I want to encourage you, uh, as you write us, to also subscribe on YouTube or follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And, of course, even more importantly, hope in the Lord, because those who hope in the Lord renew their strength and fly as on wings like eagles. And we pray that prayer for you today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast.